Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Grab your seats. Uh, I'm really excited about this morning. We've told you that we've got three guest preachers this morning, and we do. And uh, it's our first, what we're calling, three by ten. Three preachers, ten minutes, bringing the the power, bringing the glory. And, uh, you know, in life, we all have heroes. Does everybody have a hero? I, I, I got heroes, and then possibly when you think of heroes, you might even think of Superman or the Hulk or even a Julian Wilson. Who, who, who saw that, you know, last week, Julian Wilson, whilst his mate's being attacked by a great white shark, paddles towards him. We've all got heroes, people that inspire us, people that encourage us, and I do too. But some of my heroes might surprise you. Because my heroes, as much as they're people that do great things, they're people that live big lives that look beyond themselves. They're men and women of faith that literally look beyond their own circumstance to better other people's worlds. And I got many heroes. Before I introduce the three people that are going to come and share with us this morning, let me just read quickly from Revelation 12. It says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. They overcome the evil one. Satan's cast out of heaven. They overcome the work of the enemy, the the attack of the enemy, the onslaught by the word of their testimony and their faith in Jesus Christ. So this morning, I want you to make welcome for for me this morning, Anushka, Jordan, and Nick Dancer. Come on, guys, come up the front. We've asked these guys just to tell you their testimony, tell you about their journey. Nushi, you sit here. George, come on down. Nushi, you're here. Uh, so I want you to respond. A preacher always preaches as well as the congregation responds. So let's draw out of them this morning their testimony, their story, their revelation that they've got. Amen? All right, here's our very first three by ten. Nushi? Oh, actually, let me, let me tell you about, you guys all know these guys, but I thought you always hear from me, Melissa, Justin. You know, we, I wanted to bring you three other perspectives this morning of God's goodness. God's faithfulness, a testimony and a life, you know, lived well. And these guys live their lives well. And we've got three kind of polar opposite um, lives right here. We've got a, a master of health, public health. She does all things healthy. Green, no, you, you can explain what you do, Nush. We've got a genius musician, salesman, legend. We've got a designer to the stars, creative genius, tech mother of three, tech guru, businesswoman. So here, God works in pastors' lives, but he also works in others' lives. Amen? Yeah. Nushi. Come on. <laughs> All right. Thank you. So church, if it's okay with you, I'm going to um, share something <coughs> with you that my family don't even know about. But you're my family, right, now. So... If it's okay, I just want to share something with you that I feel like I need God to be given the glory for what he's done in my life. And by sort of declaring it publicly like this, all the honor and the glory goes to him. So just bear with me. (laughs) Well, good, Carl, I'll talk up a bit. (laughs) So ever since I've been quite young, I've always grown up with parents that sort of didn't speak very nicely to each other. They constantly argued in front of us. Um, My dad, I didn't, never saw it, but 
through things that my mum and, you know, physically hurt her. Um, but to me, it was the verbal abuse that I constantly heard ever since I was a little girl. I really only remember it, though, from when I was about <coughs> eight years old. And it, it just broke my heart because my mum didn't fight back. She just, she copped it. And, and how I used to deal with it, I, I used to just internalise it. So I would hear it and just go into my room and absorb it. And, and I didn't have an outlet to speak about it to anybody. I didn't have anyone that I felt comfortable to talk about what I was feeling. So from about eight years to about 15, that's seven years, I just internalised what that abuse felt like. And it wasn't me that was feeling it, it was my mum, but she's my mum. And, and it really, really hurt. And I didn't realise it at the time, but internalising that anger brought out an anger in myself, which I didn't think I was capable of feeling. And I myself became physically and emotionally aggressive to the people around me to the extent that when I clearly remember this, when I was 15 years old, my dad had said something to my mum that just made me so mad that I'd pretty much had enough, everything had built up, that I picked up a knife and I walked to her and I said, I will take this knife and I will kill him. And I just looked in her eyes and she just looked at me with such fear. And just seeing that fear in her face just made me go, okay, she doesn't want me to do this. But, so I put the knife down, but I would have done it. I felt that much anger in my life that I just, I wanted to do something to him that hurt him in the way that I knew that he was hurting me and that he was hurting my mother. This anger then didn't go away. I, we then moved to Port Hedland where I, I'm continuing to journey with God during this. I'm not going to tell you my salvation story because I feel like God was in with me during this journey, but I wasn't really connected to him until a little bit later on. So in Headland, I continued to fight with Eddie, and the only way I knew how to fight with him was to be verbally aggressive and to say, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to say that my father caused me to say these things because I take responsibility for my own actions, but I could hear my father in the way that I fought with Eddie, and I, and I just would say things to hurt him. And I, and I knew that they were hurting him, and I knew that it was causing pain, but I just couldn't stop it. And then I started to get physical again. So I'll never forget the day in Port Hedland where I picked up, I think it was like a bangle, and I threw it at Eddie, and it hit this, like, this blind shade, and it crumpled the window. And I just realized I have this physical strength in me that I can't control. And then we got engaged, it gets a little bit worse. <laughs> he actually proposed to me through all of this. He's a good man. And, um, and I'll never forget the day that I picked up my engagement ring and I, and I threw it at him. And I, and I just said, I've had enough. Like, uh, you know, you, I don't think we should be together. This is enough. And he, he walked away. He wrote me a note on a beer carton <laughs> and left it <laughs> on the bed. And it just said, <laughs> you've got you've to deal with this. You know, I, I, can't, I can't help you anymore. And I'd been internalizing this anger for so long that 
when Eddie walked away, he was the one thing in this world that I physically loved and that he loved me back that I went, I have to change. And I remember getting down on my hands and knees and just surrendering to God and going, I can't do this. I am at my wits ends. I do not know how to control this thing that's in me. You have to help me. And it was this complete, just transparency and just letting go of what I couldn't change. And I know Eddie couldn't change it. Only God could change it. I know you hear this all the time, but in that moment, it just lifted off me. And there was just this peace that came into my world. I just didn't have this angry bone in my body and it was completely lifted. And I just wanna give that credit to God because nothing could change it. You know, Eddie tried so hard to talk to me about it and to try and work through it, but it just, it needed to come from a spiritual place and it needed to be changed by him. And he was the only person that could change that. So I guess what I wanna be able to say to you is that there may be things in your life that you don't feel like you can change and that they might even be family members that you go, you know, they have this habit or they have this, their way of doing things that just cannot be changed. But I just wanna tell you that, that God, he can change all things. And you just got to have a relationship with Jesus. And I think that testimony that I have now is that I have no anger in my life. I can't even go to a boxing class and punch now and be angry. Like it's, it's just amazing. And my, my mum, she actually, we had caught up um, recently and she just goes, you, you've changed. You've just got this peace amongst you. And we talked about that knife story and she said, that terrified me that you were like that. And I didn't know what to do but there's just so much peace in your life now and there's just so much, um, you know, warmth towards others and you're, you're just gentle and that's how I feel. I just wanna love people now. Um, I don't have an angry bone in my body. And when I was speaking to Eddie when I came here, he just went, you're so, you're just reformed. You're just a different person, you know? And, and that journey needs to be celebrated. Um, in terms of a verse, you know, I. I only really just started reading the Bible um, probably in the last year, thanks to Chich and Liz. <laughs> um, and, you know, I didn't have a verse until this morning. And, you know, it was the first thing I read. Um, and I just want to share it with you because it might speak true to your circumstance. And it's from 1 Corinthians and it says, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. That's good, right? That's just, you know, we can feed off that. So I just want you to be encouraged. No matter what you're going through, just give it to God because he will overcome it. And I just thank you. I feel empowered that and I wanna, wanna give that back to God and just say, God, you are good. Thank you, God, for letting me overcome that. And I just want him to be able to touch your lives in those places that you're struggling with. And I hope that you can get there.
I'm just going to stay sitting if that's okay. I am incredibly sore <laughs> from work. So pray for me. So my story is not quite so hardcore as Nushi over here. I, I've never threatened to kill anyone, so not that I verbalized, thought about it maybe. Yeah, yet. <laughs> All right, so I grew up in a Christian home, so my... I didn't have this radical conversion where I was, you know, selling my body for drugs or something. I, I grew up in a Christian home, but I vividly remember when I was about four years old, I did the worst. I stole bubble gum from my sister's room and it killed me. I, did, I stole it and mum asked me, she, I remember I walked into the, the living room, she was sitting there cleaning out the video tray that lived underneath the um, TV. She said, well, you know, what have you done? I said, nothing. I've done nothing. What do you... And she said, no, you've done something. And I kind of, I spilled the beans. I sung like a canary. I stole bubble gum. And I'm a very phlegmatic person. I've been phlegmatic since day dot. So if I feel like I'm going to get in trouble, it, <laughs> it just, it comes out of me. I don't know where it comes from, but boom, I just spill everything. So I told mum, I've stole this bubble gum. And she then, you know, told me, you know, you've got 10 commandments. You're not supposed to steal or lie. Boom, there's two of them just there. I was going to hell. So <laughs> I... I, I remember I did the sinner's prayer when I was about four years old at Marcus Beach in our house. But alas, it wasn't to last all that long. I, you know, I wanted to. I was, I, you live your life, and you're like, I'm going to keep on my walk with God. I'm always going to be in the church. But sometimes the world has a way of getting into your head a little bit. So that was all good. Fast forward, you know, 15 years or so, actually probably a bit less. And I was in high school, and I met this girl. And I thought she was, you know, she was pretty awesome. But there was one problem. Mum and dad had a rule we couldn't date. So I thought, I'll just date and won't tell anyone. So again, Mr. Phlegmatic's side thought, I can do this. After a couple months, it started, you know, eating me up inside. And you've got to understand, this was a really unhealthy relationship to begin with because it was all in secret, but it also was just not a good place to be. I started losing weight. I literally lost about 20 kilos just from, I know, right? I don't have that much to lose, but... <laughs> um, I started losing friends. I started, you know, my, my world was just not a good place to be in. Because of this, you know, I isolated myself. I stopped. I was always in the team at church, but I was never really part of it, you know. I like I came and I played and I was with people, but I was never invested in it. And I started losing all my friends. And I remember crying, like, you know, talking to Lockie one night, my brother-in-law, and I said, I just have no friends. I just don't know what to do. And he says, what about Jason at youth? I'm like, we have nothing in common. I, <laughs> that's what I thought. I said to, I said to Jason, I'm like, well, we're not going to be friends. We have nothing in common. My, my world sucks. Anyway. School finished, started going to uni, uh, and we broke up, as you do. So it's quite funny, the, the irony of, you know, two months after I was allowed to actually start dating, we broke up, go figure. And it really, really broke me. I, my, my world was ended, I didn't know what else to do. Anyway, so um, about that time, there was this course going on at our church called Man to Man. And, you know, Dad said, you know, we should go to this course, man to man, it would be good, on a Wednesday night. I didn't want to go to church on a Wednesday night. I had better things to do. I could cry. I could, you know, cry myself to sleep while I want self-pity. That was my Wednesday night. I didn't want to go out. But I remember we went there, and I don't think it was the first, but it was the second session um, watching the DVD. The, the pastor pulled up a verse, which is Proverbs 18. And it, he said, uh, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire, and he rages against all wise, wise judgment and counsel. That was totally me. I had isolated myself and ignored the wisdom of my parents and my pastors and everyone else around me. And it was showing, you know. I, it was literally killing me on the inside because I thought, you know, if I just ignore it and go into myself, I can do what I want. I don't have to live with the guilt of it. If phlegmatic me was an idiot because the guilt literally was 
like I said, I was losing weight. I was getting depressed. I struggled with depression and depressive thoughts. I did not like where I was going. And so that's the verse that kind of just stuck with me from that day forward because, you know, another version of it says, you know, the foolish man doesn't listen to wise counsel and he isolates himself from everyone. So I just really want to encourage everyone here, be part of a team. It's out, you know, like the, the song before, we are your church, not I'm your church. We are the church. We need to do this together. You can't, you know, don't be an Australian bloke. Don't ignore it till it goes away. Don't be by yourself. If you're sick, you go to the doctor. If you're broken, we all are. You come to church. We need to be together. I'm going to revert back to my notes real quick. Bear with me. That's right. There was another one. Um, if you go into the commentaries and read these verses like I sometimes do, uh, another version of that says, he who is separated shall seek the desired thing and shall mingle himself with all realities and essential knowledge, like essential knowledge, the things that I think are essential, not what God thinks is good for my life, but the things that I think, you know, um, you can do all these things in life and, you know, you can wear a happy smile and be, you know, be going to church, but it's not good enough to just be going to. You need to be part of. You need to be part of the team. Don't isolate yourself. So I guess that's my verse, Proverbs 18. Don't isolate yourself. Don't, you know, just be willing to grow. You know, we, we grow, we serve. What's the, what's the other two? <laughs> Connect. That's the other one. That's part of our church. Mind if we're crying out loud. We need to be part of this community. So I just want to encourage you, anyone that thinks, you know, I just can come to church and be my own little person in the corner. Don't be that person. Because I can guarantee you, when you actually open up to Christ and the church and what everyone's doing, you will just become the happier person. Your life will become better. You know, and that's the other thing. Where there's unity, God commands the blessing. Not there is a blessing. God commands it. The person that made the heavens and the earth, he can do all that. Why do we not trust that he's going to command a blessing in our lives? So, like I said, Proverbs 18. I dropped the mic, but it's expensive. So, mic drop. Thank you. <laughs> Wow. Okay. It's my turn. Um, I have to stand up because I have a really old school falling apart Bible that, and old school notes that I've typed because I can't trust my phone. Um, wow. You know what? There is nothing more powerful than a testimony is there. Seriously. I had no idea. I mean, you see Nushi and she's just like glory and light. I can't imagine her wielding any kind of instrument at anybody. Seriously. She's, honestly. And George, like, yeah, anyway, it's amazing. Um, so, okay, so with my little story, my little testimony. Um, I think I was about nine when I became a Christian. We had grown up in the Catholic Church and mum got saved. And my dad was full-on atheist, you know, swore like a trooper, drank like a fish, um, and told us every single week to my brother and I, you don't have to go to church. You can stay home. And um, be my beautiful mum, she's so gorgeous. She's just like, you know, yeah, of course you can make your own decision. And we always went with mum because we loved church. Because church went from being sit, kneel, stand, you know, don't speak, don't smile, to hey, we're singing and dancing, and we're like, woo, hallelujah. So it was, um, so, you know, I went to kids' church, and kids' church was awesome. We used to do some really, really fun stuff. I can remember sleeping over at the church, and it was amazing. So 
Then I was baptised when I was about 12, which Ava just came up to us before and said, Mummy, can I do that? Can I get baptised? Yes, you can. Morgan got baptised at the last one and he's got his photo on his, um, on his desk and his certificate. It's just, yeah, awesome, you should do it. But the, uh, the pastor had a word for me and he basically said, you know, I see you, um, I see all your fr- I see you in life like this. And I see all your friends kind of going up and down, all around. They're, you know, tossed and way, you know, thrown around by the waves and the wind. Um, he said, but I see you hearing, like, just walking with the Holy Spirit every day. Sorry, it's making me teary. <sighs> anyway, and do you know what? That is my life. I'm kind of boring and I'm really stable and you know it's it's just who I am and anyway so I had this I had this heart connection but my head was always like yeah but how do you know God is real and when I was about 17 I've got the date in my my, this is why my bible is falling apart because it's been scribbled on and stuff but um we were it was some of you are probably new to the faith and there was this kind of this thing of, it was called the move of the Holy Spirit, and it was around 1996, 97, and basically I was, I went to this church service, you know, I was 17, and I had all this heart faith, I was like, yes, yes, I do believe, but my head's still like, yeah, but how do you really know, like, how do you know, no, 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 and um, I literally walked into the room, and I don't know whether I prayed or whether someone prayed for me, but I was gone, and it felt like I was gone for about an hour, and I was just under the power of the Holy Spirit, and I saw, I had this vision, and I saw God's feet, and you know, if you've ever thought about the size of him, I I mean, our minds can't even comprehend it, but his feet in this vision were massive, like, you know, if you can imagine a footprint on the earth, like they were huge. And he had these gold sandals on and it was all very like, it was like, yeah, wow, God, your, your feet are amazing. <laughs> Why are you showing me your feet? And, um, and then in the vision, he wiggled his toes. He goes, they're real. I'm real. I'm like, oh my God, you really are real. Like, you know, just the fact that he wiggled his toes, for me, it was just like, mind blown, you know, it was my Oprah Winfrey aha moment. (laughs) So I literally went home from that and I was 17, you know, I'd kind of, my story is, you know, long and whatever, but um, I didn't do great in year 11 and 12. I went from being a straight A student and it was, you know, blah, blah, parents separated, very hard, Um, moved interstate, you know, I came into a new education system and I just did really poorly. Um, so anyway, I, I came home from this meeting and I'm like, mum, I have to do something for God. I have to, w- what can I do? And I don't know, I don't even know how she knew about, you know, Phil Pringle. She said, have you heard of Phil Pringle? He's got a Bible college. I'm like, I'm not a preacher. I don't preach. I'm not that person. And she said, no, they've got this school of creative arts. And honestly, she, I don't know how she, it was God, it's God. Like she had that information ready for me. And, um, and so I literally called them the next day. I was there the week after, and I was enrolled to go to the School of Creative Arts. So I, was, I think I was about 18 at the time. Um, so I did two years of full-time dance, because I'm not a preacher, um, as you can tell. 
Um, and I met Melissa, beautiful Melissa McCudden at um, college. She was um, one of the lecturers for me doing hip hop. Lucy, you'll have to bust some moves. There are some incredibly embarrassing videos of us wafting out there somewhere. I'm talking wedding dresses. It's bad, it's bad. No, you are not gonna find them. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so I did this. I did the two years of um, the two years of college, and it was amazing. But I had this revelation in college, and again, God kind of shows me stuff because I'm too dumb to hear it or whatever. Um, but He showed me this blueprint, and it was again massive because He's massive, um, and He's he, he was basically like, Nick, we've got this, because you know you know when you kind of you're at a crossroads in something and you're like, God, which way do I go? How do I know, like, where to go, what to do? And, you know, sometimes it's just common sense, you know. Other times it's like, no, I need to hear from God and, and whatever. Um, so I saw this blueprint and it was like, Nick, it doesn't matter. I'm with you. Like, whatever decision you make, we'll work it out. It's all good. And you know what? Sometimes we make really, really dumb decisions and sometimes we make, you know, make absolute crackers, but it actually doesn't matter because if you're walking with the Lord and if you love him and if you believe, uh, you know, Nushi's talking about his faithfulness and Michelle's talking about his faithfulness. I'm like, that's my message. He's faithful. Doesn't matter. Like wherever you are right now, if you stop and you go, whatever the decisions are, you just go, God, I know you've got this. I know we're in this together. Whichever way I step, you know, it doesn't matter. God can't move a ship that's just, you know, he can't steer a ship that's not moving. So, you know, sometimes you just got to make a decision and move. But anyway, so this scripture is a longie, but it's Romans 8.28. Thanks, Jules. She loves big, fat, long scriptures. <laughs> okay. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who? Who can be against us? Seriously, who can be against us? Um, uh, where am I up to? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Seriously. Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. And we do. We are facing death all day long. Look around. You know, the world is caving. We are considered a sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.
I have more, but I'll stop. No, oh. Um, okay. So, um, just quickly. No, do you know what? No, no, it's all good. Let's just go straight to the last scripture because I love this scripture. <laughs> I'll read more scripture. Okay. Um, okay, so first of all, faith, faithfulness. God is, God is faithful. He's, he will not let you down, guys. He will not let you down. If you trust him, if you listen to him, if you incline your ear to him, if you give him the steering wheel in your life, he will not let you down. Honestly, he really won't let you down. Faithfulness, this is the dictionary's version because, you know, this is what we're taught in college. You give a definition. Strict or thorough in the performance of duty and true to one's word, promises and vows. So, if this is his promise to us, which it is, which is full of crazy stories, by the way, of like feeding people via ravens. If you haven't read about Elijah, he's a legend. Um, he, it won't, this, this won't, this doesn't lie. Like it's, it's truth. It's living. It's active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Seriously. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 to 25. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, meeting together, coming to church, hanging out, iron sharpens iron, you know, like you've got to be in church, guys, be here every week. I don't care if you don't feel like it. God is bigger than that. You need this. You need this place. Trust me. You can't do it on your own. And let us consider how we may spur on one another toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So do you know what? God is faithful. He loves you. You know, he wants to occupy your entire heart. You know, just surrender to him. He's awesome. Let's give these guys a really big hand. That was awesome. Come on. I love that. And to me, that just represents us collectively. We all have a story. We've all walked a journey. We've all experienced God's faithfulness and goodness in our lives. Uh, and I want to encourage you, just, just take of their testimony. Let their testimony be your testimony. God, I want that. I want breakthrough in the middle of my circumstance. I want breakthrough in the middle of my situation. As Nushi was saying that, I'm going, yeah, that's me. Nothing in the, in the natural can change that in my world, but God, you can do it spiritually. And I love what it says in Isaiah 64. It says, God works for those that wait for him. So what happened is, Nushi in a moment of breaking, waited on God. And in her waiting on God, God did what nobody else and no other force in the universe could do. And a life is transformed. A life's transformed in a moment, and it, it literally changes it. It changed her future and her kids' future. It changed her marriage. It changed her disposition. People are now, see, one of my favorite scriptures in, in Psalms says, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the wicked or sits in the way of sinners or stands in the way of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. On his law, he'll meditate day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by streams of living water. Whatever he does shall prosper. But one, the reason it's one of my favorite verses is where it says blessed, there's a, there's a definition of blessing and there's the, there's the outworking of blessing. But I shouldn't have to tell you I'm blessed. You should be able to look on at my life and go, 
there's something different about you, you're blessed. And people can't, they, they choose different words to describe who we are, but they go, you're changed. There's something different about your world. What is it? And then what she can do is open her mouth and say, it's God. See, your testimony will change lives. We go, we go Noosa, a city for Christ. The way Noosa becomes a city for Christ is you open your mouth and deliver your testimony. It, it doesn't have to be that I've read the, the Bible for years, that I've been to Bible college, that I've, it doesn't have to be that. It has to be, I encountered a good and loving God that changed my world. My world was radically changed because God stepped into the middle of it. And what I love about all of this, and even that last scripture, we don't overcome because of what God do, do, did. Done. He didn't do it, he did it. Because of what God did, we overcome because we accept and we appropriate into our lives and our belief system what he did. See, the work of the cross is only powerful and effective when I take a hold of it and say, yep, that's me. I, I don't want head knowledge anymore. I don't want to just know about it. See, I was raised Catholic as well. And, and it was awesome. And I loved going to kids' church. And I, lo I loved the church. But I, but I had a knowledge of, not a knowing of. I hadn't entered into a relationship where there was a connection with this God of the universe that will wiggle his toes to show you he's real. Can, can I encourage you? As Nick said that, I feel like God wants to wiggle his toes for some people today. So that you actually see and realize the reality of his presence in your life. He's real. A great friend of mine says, God's big and he's real and that changes everything. Because if he's not real, he's a theory. If he's not real, he's like every other God that's, he's real, he's alive, his presence. He'll change your world just like he's changed there. One more time, can we put our hands together? I'm just gonna ask, you pray a blessing over us all this morning as we come to a close and you know what as we're going to come to a close we're going to go out and we're going to celebrate together and and you know have a coffee and stuff like that can i if, if you are feeling like you know i want to i want to encounter god afresh i want to ask jesus into my life i'm not going to do it now for time's sake i'd love you to come and see me and i'd love to pray with you to say jesus come into my world make me you know, I make you my Lord and Savior. I, I want you to do that if you haven't done that. And, you know, consider getting water baptized on the 16th of August. Please, if you're interested in next week's meeting, you don't want to miss this. This is going to be gold. Andrew is one of my inspirations in life, a great man of God that is literally doing things that are impacting people to, around the globe. Please come to that, to the business dinner or the, the leaders dinner and then to church next Sunday. Bring people along. But I'm, I want to ask Nick, just pray a blessing over us as a church this morning. Why don't you guys all stand? Thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus, we thank you for this place, Father. We thank you that you've brought C3 Noosa to Noosa and the Sunshine Coast, Father. And we thank you for every family represented here today, thank Father. You, God, we pray that your, your blessings and your favour would just pour out over each one. Just to open your hands to heaven to receive all that God has for you. Lord, I thank you that each person here would feel the kiss of heaven on their life. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, kiss them, Father. Kiss their foreheads. Thank you, Lord. Let them know that they are blessed and loved and called.
and the blueprint for their life is laid out in front of you, Father. And I thank you that you know each one of them and you know they're engraved in the palm of your hands, Father. And I just pray, Lord, that you would just rain down, Father. Rain down, Lord. Rain down in their lives, Jesus. So much blessing that they would not be able to contain it. Happiness, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, self-control in areas that they don't have self-control. Father, I thank you for financial blessing. Lord Jesus, I thank you that there, if there is one person in the in the household saved, that the entire household will be saved. Thank you, Lord. Brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, aunts and uncles and nieces and nephews and children who are away from you, Father God, I thank you that each person represented here, Father, is holding that family together, Lord Jesus, that you have got your hand on them, Lord. Just pray this week. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.